Welcome to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves, and this is the first episode of 2020. I went to meet founder and editor of the home worker magazine, Louise Goss, who shared her journey to setting up the magazine via work with a cryptocurrency company to her work in broadcasting. We delve into why freelancers need to focus on their immediate working environment, as well as mental health and making sure your home working space is sympathetic to the people you share your home with. Louise shares insight on the language of your to-do list and the concept of a to-don't list, and we talk about the financial feels and embracing your tax return. Welcome to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. I have travelled up this episode to Northamptonshire to meet with Louise Goss. Hello Louise, thank you for joining me on Freelance Feels. Ah, you're very welcome. It's a pleasure to meet you. I'm going to say a pleasure to meet you again, because (laughs) we did actually record back in the very beginning days of Freelance Feels. We did. And that was when I didn't know so much about background noise. We recorded in a hotel and there were lots of lovely people checking in at the hotel. So Louise has very kindly agreed to chat to me again, Um, and the reason I really, really want to chat to Louise for this podcast is that Louise has a very, very exciting project in her life, the Homeworker magazine, um, as well as her day job. So Louise, tell us a little bit about what is your freelance, everything that you do. Yes, well, the Homeworker magazine, which you just mentioned, that's like my third child, Uh and that is the thing that I really focus on, but I do have, I'm a journalist Mm -hmm. by trade, so... Um, I do occasional other freelance journalism and that Mm. includes some print and writing for some magazines but also occasionally broadcasting because broadcasting was where I started out so I do occasionally go and do you know shifts in the newsroom and do some radio and other bits and pieces that's an exciting mix so it's good yeah, yeah, yeah like one of... day you're over in a newsroom somewhere and occasionally yeah and not not so much now mm. with the children and that's kind of why I stepped back from broadcasting it's not particularly conducive when you've got young kids at mm. home with the various shift work and I tend to do a lot of breakfast shifts which oh, is okay. fun but it's you know, it's an early start and, you know, when yes. you suddenly have school runs added to the mix, yeah. it's not quite... How old are your children, do you mind asking? So, my eldest has just started school, oh. so he's he's just turned five, and my little girl is three, just three. So, so. working from, being self-employed, working from home is something that kind of you gravitated towards yes. post-maternity leave, I'm guessing, as it kind of got to the point where you thought, yes, these breakfast shifts aren't going to work yeah. for me so much, and... <laughs> I'd like to, to juggle. Did you feel like it was also a bit of a new challenge once you sort of oh, yes. had the kids as well and you kind of thought, actually, I want well, to do this freelance thing? Well, you know... How hard can that be? <laughs> I have been freelance on and off, actually, from the beginning. So mm. after you know going into journalism from the start, um, I've had periods of employment where mm. I've worked for particular organisations and then I've, you know, off my, my own choosing, decided to go freelance just because I've wanted to try different things or just move to a different area. So, you know, when I did the move to London, yes. I, I started out freelance because I didn't have a, any uh, sort of a regular work. So it's kind of been on and off throughout my my career mm-hmm. and um, and actually the working from home that didn't start post maternity it was actually before that because we did a big move to Australia and that oh. was a huge you know there were lots of things going on there and that was a massive sort of overhaul <laughs> generally <laughs> so you were so, freelance in Australia so I did well. do some freelance mm-hmm. work there initially um, again working for some of the TV networks over there cool. um, and then took a bit of a break kind of for personal reasons my husband was also in the forces so mm-hmm. that was the other thing that meant I needed to find something portable <laughs> you yes. know a, a job that you know 
I was almost a bit scared of going and finding something like secure employment because I wasn't sure, you know, if in a year or so we'd have to move or, you know, so there was always that in the back of my mind and life seemed a little bit transient and temporary. And so, so yeah, so that, that working from home started before the children actually. And I ended up doing some writing and got into that again, which I've always loved. And then yeah, you then you decided to just do a little bit of a project. <laughs> just how a, it felt at the beginning. Just a like, small one. I'll just start an online magazine, you know. It's really hard <laughs> to pinpoint exactly where that idea came mm. from, where that first because I I can't look back and go, yeah, that was the day I woke up and went, boom, I'm gonna create yes. the homework and magazine. It's been a bit of an iteration, you know, in my mind probably for several years. And interestingly, the first time that any thought about or any kind of version of the homeworker came to mind was um, when I was in Australia and mm. I ended up working for, um, very, it's going to sound very random, um, a cryptocurrency Oh, okay. Um, oh, very on trend. Well, yeah, well, it was, the, well, it, was, yes. it was there. Big news was, because of the missing crypto yeah. queen <laughs> podcast, <laughs> which I devoured. But yeah. it's, um, mm, okay. It was a very interesting time. It was about 2013, so it was mm. when it was big news and everyone was talking about it. Most in a negative way yeah well, people are sort of it's unknown isn't it yeah mm. it was very unknown but it was also you know skyrocketing well it was doing that kind of boom and bust with its value and yeah. everything I went into it knowing nothing about bitcoin and cryptocurrency but a friend of a friend was setting up his it was like a fintech startup mm -hmm. we weren't dealing in cryptocurrency itself but he was um, kind of curating a bit of a directory of people who used it and it was through that I went in in an editorial capacity mm -hmm. and helped out with the website and interviewing a lot of the big players. And a lot of the people I ended up talking to were small business owners because they were the people that were taking cryptocurrency. I because see. a lot of the big, you know, the, the big organisations were sort of staying well away from it, but smaller independent businesses and um sole traders and those sorts of people were finding that oh this is quite a good way I'm fle they're flexible a bit more agile so it was just another payment option for them so I ended up just talking to a lot of these people and that opened up my eyes to just how many people there seemed to be just out there mm. just working off on their own at home doing various things and really interesting things as well and there's a huge variety isn't there huge. little satellites of people you must imagine yes. everyone in their little homes little silos yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. just doing various things some people you know freelancers and some people running little businesses and some people just self-employed and you know doing there was a huge variety and I could see it growing you know mm. more and more people were deciding to go self-employed yes. or freelance setting up their own businesses there was the whole sort of mumpreneur movement you know and I, I thought gosh there's not really well not that I could find a kind of a resource that supported that group of people mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. quite an isolated group of yes. people and yeah. I mean, there are little networking localized networking groups and that sort of thing um and there are business groups that perhaps talk specifically to women you know specifically in certain industries but i found like homeworking in itself is quite a big area there were so many yeah. things Massively. you can talk about when it comes to working from home and even if you're just a flexible worker who does it two days a week, you know, and goes into the office some days, you've got to adapt. It's quite a yes. big transition. You're still working from home in some way, you shape are. or form, aren't you? You're still saying, well, I use my home as an office or a workshop or yes. yeah. a studio. Or What I love is that uniqueness. So I totally agree. Like when I saw the Homeworker magazine, I was like, there's nothing like this. No. There's lots of things for freelance. There's lots of things for self-employed. There's lots of things for... You know, all those different, yeah, there might be something for artists or there might yes. be something for writers, but for people, the niche of 
you work from the place you call home. Yes. It's like, ooh, I've yeah. never seen this before. <laughs> this real sort of niche in the niche, as they tell us to yeah. go and find, don't they? It really taps into something emotional as well as practical, I find, because you sort of think, well, there's a real emotional side to working from home, you know. Yes. There's a lot of challenges, aren't there? Like there are. Getting dressed. Yes. <laughs> leaving the house. Do we need to? Yeah, yeah exactly. Giving up the rim of your home to, to, to work working. or business, which not everyone does. No, yeah. and... And equally, the fact that you have to consider that you are in your home and you have people, you know, your family, mm. whoever, or your people you share your home with, you've got to consider them as well because they don't want to work in an office. You know, yes. they want to come home and switch off from work or, you know, have it as their, their home, somewhere safe and comforting and nurturing and not somewhere where it's sort of <laughs> all about work and computers. And it's, yeah, so it's... Um, it is, there is definitely an emotional aspect to it mm. as well as a practical. And I think that's that's why the magazine ended up being a magazine rather than just, I don't know, just a one sort of blog. There were so many mm. different, there were so many different facets I wanted to talk about because there's the aspect of you being in your home and the challenges and things that leads to, but yeah. also your mindset because you're on your own. <laughs> so yes. you've got to sort of think about all the little you know that little chatter in your head sometimes oh, and the yeah. self-doubt and imposter syndrome and all those things that can happen when you're on your own and you don't mm. have the perspective of someone else or people to bounce ideas off and just a team around you for that kind of support and reassurance yes. yeah your well-being was a big aspect that I really wanted to touch on because again you're on your own there's a tendency there's a lot of pressure on you mm-hmm. um it can be quite stressful um we are the boss the admin you're everything the post lady exactly yeah. <laughs> so yeah and, and then so really sort of making sure that you were looking after yourself and that's mentally as well as physically so thinking about you know you're not in an office where you or working in a company where you might have occupational health to kind of yeah. set up your workstation ergonomically so it it looks at that side of things as well like your work environment you know how you work safely and well mm. and healthily how you in you know can interact with family members and the conversations that might have to happen so yes. it really just it's quite a holistic view of working from home is how Very I look at so. it it takes yeah. quite a broad view because those are a lot of things you mentioned the ergonomics and everything and we were just chatting when yes. I arrived at Louise's about she's been trying out a standing desk yes and I love sort it of saying you know it's like one of those things when you work from home is you kind of make do don't you so you might yeah. have oh I'll have the old chair yes. and oh this desk oh I'll use the old kitchen table we'll pop that in the study and actually we kind of we don't provide often for ourselves the working physical working environment that might then impact on your physical and mental health and your productivity as mm. well and just yeah, like that point. you know yeah. that's a big part of it you know you you've got to make sure that you you know stay on track and that you're productive and that you're creative as well mm. you know getting that you know space to be creative and and all of that I think your work environment and you know as we were talking about the standing desk all yes. of that can really you know it has has a big effect and um we do often say like oh I'll just make do but if mm. you think about how often how many hours you spend at yes. your desk yes. and sitting or you know it's it's actually a really key investment I would I think mm-hmm. so the standing desk for me what I've actually got is I didn't want to go out and buy a separate 
standing desk but um, I came across it's um, a sit stand platform so you actually Ooh. place it on your regular desk okay. so you don't have to go out mm-hmm. and buy another desk and then you can raise it up and down so when you're That's ready to stand and have that you know your half hour or hour or whatever of standing you just raise it up so you yeah it's, and it's That's brilliant. it's really good really that good. is brilliant oh of course I love that you test these things out. <laughs> you also go do, yes. you go meet people a lot don't you I mean, yeah. just, just to clarify for everyone, Louise does all the content. Uh, we'll get onto it in a minute because yes. there's a print version of the magazine, which is out, out, and I will I explore that shortly. But this is, you do all of this, don't you? You're out there yeah. interviewing, you know, photographing, doing the design and the layout, and, and yes. it's the whole concept. I mean, how have you done that alongside <laughs> actual work? And I know I'm this is your work. This is a vanity project, isn't it? No, you know? no, this is now that like a business that I've really, you know, and that's that has been one of the challenges for me. Mm. You know, I'm a very creative person. This, for me, could easily just be a, a passion project yes. that I do yeah. for the love of doing it because I do love it. Um, but I have to have that business head on my shoulders as mm. well and think about it you know in sensible terms yes. and has you know yeah. everyone's so, always going monetize monetize oh, and I think oh I know. gosh it's and it's the side I don't yeah, yeah it is a side that I'm not you know as keen on but I do it and I'm actually growing to enjoy it and even weirdly growing to enjoy the selling part of it which Ooh, I don't yeah I never found something you didn't know you were going to love well I, yeah. I've always shied away from it and um I've, I've spoken to business coaches before who've always laughed and said you don't you don't sell you're very quiet about it and I'm like yeah I, because there was a sense of that oh, I don't want to annoy people, people and bother people oh, bother I was them. like oh I don't want to and then I was like well actually if people want to know about it and I think people will actually benefit from it mm. then I need to tell them about yeah. it and when those first sales start coming in it's quite exciting and you're like oh gosh you know I can do this yeah, <laughs> it proves that people are like oh yes this is something they've been looking for and, and yeah. that they enjoy and one of the some of the best feedback I had was how needed it was yes. like yeah. it was something that you know, I thought was needed, I hoped was needed, um, but to actually hear that, mm. you know, and get that feedback, and, and a lot of the feedback I've had has been completely unsolicited, which has been lovely, it's been people just voluntarily emailing oh, or messaging so nice. and just saying, yeah. I love this and thank you so much for creating it, and yeah, that's the best feeling in the world. That is really brilliant. Mm. And was it born out of experience for you as well has it been quite cathartic to do all these features and and, and explore working from home has it had a Absolutely. benefit to your work from well, home I, life I definitely it has because I as you say I interview and talk to so mm. many people about it that you know it's given me lots of ideas yes, and I yeah. you know I can talk about you know I can talk about it till the cows come home now but you know I really do it's been a wonderful sort of experience of and getting my own what would I have wanted to read or have benefited from, you know, if I was sort of thinking back to when I first started working from home or just first went self-employed, what mm. would I have loved to have read? And so it's actually been quite easy for me to come up with content ideas because I'm just like, I kind of feel like I am on the same journey and doing the yes. same thing as my yeah. readers. So I just sort of think, gosh, that would be really interesting. And if I find that interesting and useful, I'm sure mm. the readers will too. So when I started brainstorming ideas and concepts for the magazine, I think I literally came up with about three or four years worth of content. Oh, wow. it, just, it, just, it really yeah. did. So, um, so it has been, yeah, cathartic. I, I think just, uh, just really enjoyable to sort of start. You know, when you, you're holding a lot of thoughts and ideas mm. in your head, and then to actually see them come out, as it were, into onto paper now. Yes, um, yeah. or, yes. You know, so tell us about digital. yeah, paper. It's um, 
I have in my hand. Yes. So let's see if I can get the... Oh, wonder if people have heard that <laughs> The Homeworker magazine, which is the first print version. It's just beautiful. There's some really lovely, lovely features. There's features about the ergonomics with the desk. Yes. There's features about well-being, um, how to combat isolation, working alone at home. I mean, these are some quite strong topics that I immediately think, oh my goodness, yes, I want to read that because... Yeah. It is lonely. It is isolating. You know, I think there's a lot of benefits. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Working for Let's not say it's not, it's not, a, you know, no, it's, not it's not all, all doom, doom and gloom. Gloom. <laughs> um, I'm going to find a positive one. Uh, your dreams count as well. So juggling motherhood and kind of keeping your own yeah. dreams. There was a whole section on productivity as well, so which Fantastic. I always find quite interesting, you know. Yes. Just things, little things like your to-do list and how to organise that and how to write it even, because I even, that, this is things I've learned, you know, the language of your to-do list and how you write it can mm. really play a very important part in whether you get that item ticked off and uh, achieve it yeah it's, it's very interesting so you know, how should we be redoing well, do well <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> well it's just little it's little tweaks to how you write it mm. for instance so if you want to say oh i need to call bob today mm. and you just put call bob on your to-do list and you call bob and bob doesn't pick up the phone and you hang it up and you kind of tick off i've called bob but have you actually got the outcome mm. you wanted well no you haven't so what you need to write or what I find useful now is more write the outcome rather than just the task Ooh, so like just kind that. of write you know like I, I need to get an answer to this and then you don't tick off I've called Bob because you might have called him but you haven't got the answer mm. so you then move on to write I'll email him or I'll leave this message or I'll contact so-and-so who might help you know yeah. it, it just helps you actually get to the point of that's fantastic that so yeah if you say sort of I need to know prices for Bob or I need to know a yes or a no that Bob wants to advertise in a homework magazine yes or something like oh there's about five ways I can do that you know phone yeah. call email I, I could try and see if he's got a mobile if I've tried the landline yeah oh that's fantastic it's just it, oh, it's yes. small but it kind of just it's works really cool, it helps though. sometimes because if I think of my to-do list often I just look at it and think I've got so many to-dos and I've got to the point where actually I've kind of like started crossing one thing off and saying like that thing doesn't have to be done. <laughs> no, but that's really important too. Like, mm. uh, and the other thing, um, I haven't talked about it in this particular issue, but I have mentioned it before on things like the blog and things, is this, your to-don't list. Yes. The things that you don't yeah. need to do is really important as well because we can get so bogged down in all the small minutiae and the faff and in some cases that includes social media as mm. great as it is, but we can kind of get drawn and sucked into it's it. It's a huge distraction, isn't it, sometimes? Yeah. So um, yeah, I think just really focusing on one or two key things that you need to get done that day mm. but always making sure that those are the things that are going to move you forward in however you need to move forward yes. you know whether it's I need to make more money or I need to sell more of this or I need to get more clients or I need to get this project finished as long as your you know those tasks that you've put down are actually getting to you to <laughs> yeah. closer to your goal, goal then yeah. then that's okay but are you, you know, a fan of putting things on the to-do list that are a bit daft like I've sort of found sometimes I'll put <laughs> things like make a cup of tea at 3pm or you I know don't, I don't think that's that silly, silly no it's actually not, it? <laughs> I, I, the other thing I, I have found especially when you work from home is is scheduling and how important mm. scheduling is and having that those time blocks because otherwise you, your day just your hours merge into each other you can kind yeah. of get to the end of the day or in my case three o'clock and go oh, I need to pick the kids up and I haven't really done very much and so if you have sort of segmented your day into to blocks where you and you apportion something to that particular block of time mm. 
then you know you do it so I think that's that's quite key and so and scheduling in those breaks and those cups of tea I would say are quite important because otherwise you can go without stopping or having a break or having a drink or you can can't you so I think that sort of blocking out a break time at least is actually quite important otherwise you just don't take one okay. I find I don't I can very easily just yeah because you just I'll just do one more thing exactly. I'll just do one more there's thing there's always that yeah because there's no one else to turn around to and go do you want a cup of tea and like uh, you would exactly exactly coffee yeah, yeah. People drink, yeah. You know? no one brings in the birthday cake which can be oh. a good thing but you know yeah. <laughs> the Christmas chocolates that's fine we have got oh I forgot to say we've got hobnobs it's my second chocolate hobnob oh, aficionado hobnobs. oh really season. have you had so, others yeah my first guest Marianne like the chocolate hobnob so um I don't, we are with the chocky hobs i yeah. don't have biscuits very much so when i do i like something quite chocolatey and yeah yummy. a bit of a treat mm. yeah because that's the thing if you have biscuits in the house as a freelancer <laughs> they're gonna go they are gone <laughs> in 60 seconds yeah it's funny you talk about um scheduling breaks and i know from seeing you on instagram that you're often out in the wind and the rain and the sunshine sometimes yeah going for runs and things is it quite important for you to take a break that is a physical exercise has that been something that's quite a big deal for you i so i've always and i say always enjoyed running i haven't a few years ago i I really didn't but Mm. i just started to do it because i like the idea of going for running but i very quickly did fall in love with it so i and i mean we're talking quite a number of years ago now and um probably more than 10 and so I started doing it regularly and ended up being I wasn't ever really fast I'd never sort of trained properly I just did it regularly ended up running you know the odd 10k and half marathon and that sort of thing so I enjoyed it and then children happened so Mm -hmm. now it's as and when and if I can but it is important for me to to get out and do something active I sort of I need it my body needs it otherwise I get very sort of like you know (laughs) I don't know what it is it is a bit like a coiled spring and I think just leaving the house yes is so important again we talk about you can just very easily stay at your desk working all day but you can very easily just stay in your house all day and if house if home is also work and work is also home and you don't have a commute then there's no reason sometimes to Mm. leave the four walls of your own house and cabin fever can set in oh my goodness yes. i find for me it's a really good way to start my day it's in some ways acts as a bit of a commute but it just sets mm. up my day so yeah. it's kind of i get out i run um however far or long sometimes not very far at all but i've just got out and i've done something and i come back home and i walk back in through the door and shower and get dressed then it's like my day is starting and i'm then you're into work, work mode yeah. and i'm at work that's really great. So yeah, if you're returning mm. home, you're running to work in inverted <laughs> yes, commas. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Clever. I like it. Oh, you're full of such good tips. I love it. I love it. And, and what would you say sort of have been challenges that you've perhaps overcome that you feel very proud of as someone who works from home? Have you done things where you sort of think, yes, we were talking earlier about finding advertising mm. and connecting with people to advertise in the print issue. And when you suddenly go, oh, I've created Project A, but Project A is going to need me to do B in yeah. order for Project A to continue, which is a little bit with the, the advertising yes, side, Yes, a little it? bit. So, so that was one of my... Big challenge. Was, yeah, I could mm. need, need to find some advertising. I've been quite... I'd say quite fortunate. I've been... That's not something that, for me, I particularly enjoy, as mm. I say. It's like just, you know... It, Bottom it, of the For everybody, <laughs> like, putting yourself out there a bit or, or just, you know, asking those questions where you feel like you're asking for something potential for rejection you know it's something we all hate you know it's you know it's like if you're pitching as a journalist if you're pitching something and you know you're just waiting for the for the no here's my baby please don't or you don't hear anything hate it oh tumbleweed yeah um the picture bis as we coined last week with another guest (laughs) brilliant yeah that kind of 
that idea that people ignore you and you sort of think if that happens all day you're sat at home with nobody replying being ignored all day is pretty, <laughs> in my experience it can be pretty demoralizing but then you get the one reply that says yeah we'd like to take up some advertising space in homework yeah. and you're like boom i didn't and i didn't actually um I didn't ask that mate. I didn't really. I, a couple of people mm. I literally approached, and and my mindset. I suppose I shifted my mindset slightly. Is I I'm not asking them to give me money for something. What I'm actually selling them is an opportunity to mm. put their brand in front of this market of people who yes. are very key to what they're doing, and like that's and you know and it and that worked. And actually, there are people now who I know have seen their advert or yeah. I've talked about it and they've gone that's brilliant actually I'd be really interested and, yeah. and so it, I think it's it's two way as all of those things are it's never just you asking for something no. it feels like a favour sometimes though doesn't it when you're sort of saying well hello I've got I've got something that might be a good collaboration <laughs> and you can forget that actually you're offering a business opportunity rather than you know you're not asking yeah. for a favour but you can forget that because I guess you have, you're not sitting next to someone at work who you might be able to say shall I contact so and so about this and they'll be like yeah yeah and email this other person I saw and, on Twitter or whatever and sometimes you're not you're not even you know dressed in your, what I might have gone out to work in you know when I was yes. working in a newsroom so but I would say getting dressed is actually a really simple but key part mm. of your day it just puts you into work mode and yeah. gives you that sort of sense of professionalism and it, for me as well it just it kind of opens up you up to more opportunities like if somebody came to the door for instance and you were just I don't know you might feel like you were not want to do it or somebody phoned you up and said can you quickly come and meet me or do this and you're like oh I've got to get dressed and you might mm. I don't know you might be more inclined to decline it I would say if you're finding you're not as productive try just try it getting yeah. it into just your routine it. and you might just find that making the bed making the bed yes. and it's small again that small thing to start your day 100%. just puts you into mm. right I am getting organized I'm starting my day yeah um and it's a small it's a small kind of discipline but the more it's like willpower, isn't it? And the more you exercise it, the better it becomes. Yes. And you just have small little making yourself quite disciplined about the small things. It filters through because you have to be very self-disciplined when you work from home. You really do, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else do you do to, to to keep up with that? Do you have sort of tips and tricks that you employ, or is it kind of a bit of a day-to-day how no, the day I mean, goes? I've got better at ignoring housework, uh-huh. um, and I think because your own. Um, I think it's a really easy thing to get again, especially if you're procrastinating on mm. something. So I think it's it's almost less about the various distractions. The distractions are there if you're procrastinating. So it's more about how you stop yourself from procrastinating. Yes. Um, and that really, for me, has been all about having a, a sort of a fixed goal or clear idea of what I'm meant to be doing that mm. day. Because without that, it's very easy to just sort of meander and yeah. go, oh I might just do this all oh, the dishes need doing or that skirting board could do with a dust and you know it's very easy to just kind of yes post on your Facebook group yes um three things don't need to do oh yes yeah, so, yes yeah, yeah and, and sometimes yeah. it's eat, eat the frog yes and I was like eat what and it's this concept <laughs> about um doing the thing on your to-do list that you really don't want to do so. Eat the frog. It's disgusting. Is that? Yeah, way. I think it was. Who? I think it's from a book. Is isn't it Mark it? I Twain? Know. I think. I yeah, feel like it's Mark from Twain something. Yeah, came up with it. But it's a really. It is quite a good analogy. Once you've got that 
horrible thing out of the way or the thing that you're just you are procrastinating on or that you yes. don't really fancy doing and it might just be a small it could be just I need to send that email but I really mm. don't want to send that email or I've got to compose that email you know, like, box you, mobile yeah. number yeah <laughs> it could be something really small but that thing that you keep not doing and it keeps ending up you know, mm. move it over move it over but something that could be quite important um yeah get that out of the way and instantly, you, it feels like you've got so much more time as well. Like you've got the whole rest mm. of your day to do stuff because yeah. that horrible, well, that one job you didn't really fancy doing has, has gone it's and totally you've ticked done. it off. Yeah. Instantly makes you feel better and more productive and accomplished. And yeah, you've done Definitely. it. And do you find, this comes up with every person I chat to and I think that this is a particular frog. <laughs> finance stuff oh yes. so nine times out of ten i think people's frogs are either at the moment your tax return my frog my tax January. return frog is like the size of the frog you'd have ornamental in your garden because it's grown i'm gonna have to like sorry veggies barbecue or something my frog is huge but it's like yeah the, the frog is often something of that nature isn't it totally it's, it's a call to, to someone about money or it's a tax return thing or it's a yeah a it's normally financial thing. isn't it, it usually involves yeah. a spreadsheet <laughs> oh yes yeah, mm. I I, um, I did actually hire a, um, a VA sort of just on an ad hoc basis to get help me without with a few, especially because the workload for me with creating a whole magazine is, is pretty huge. Mm. And I found that that was a really good um, investment for me was to just a, for a few hours a month have someone to yes. help me out with a few things. Bit of outsourcing. So, and, she lo- and she loves mm. the spreadsheet. She loves the spreadsheet. So I'm like, fantastic, because I don't. Yeah, I hate them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I have a mental block about a spreadsheet. I think because my dad was always worked in finance and, you know, an accountant. And so maybe he hoped I would go down that route, but I've actually turned the other way. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, a spreadsheet, no. Yes, and I'm exactly the same with my tax return. It's actually been sort of, I've mentioned, I think back in September or October, I probably put a note in like tax return. And yeah. every month it's been like tax, tax return. return. <laughs> I've got until January. Tax it's the frog return. in the room. Yeah, <laughs> really no, I'm determined is. before Christmas I will have filled out the forms that I need to fill out. But um, yes, it's. Uh, so you tell me about the future for Homeworker magazine. We're oh, yes. about to go into 2020. I'd love to finish off by asking you sort of. What plans for next year? What can we expect from the Homeworker magazine? So this first year has been, I wouldn't say an experiment, but it has been a bit unknown for me because Mm. I've I've put it out there, I created it, I've been blown away really by the response it's had in terms of the positive feedback it's had. Um, So the next year is a bit, I think for me, just has to be a little bit more strategic in terms of not, the Homeworker magazine itself won't change vastly. That's, Mm. you know, the contents there the ideas are there that's going you know all those good things that the homework magazine yes. provides is that will still happen i think it's going to be more me in the background is going to might change and have a few more systems in place mm-hmm. and just be a little bit more as i say strategic about things the print version that um that's kind of rounded up the last kind of the, the last yes, four years and it's been it's, been it's mm. been lovely and actually the I suppose in some ways the grand grand finale was that I was I went to this awards ceremony um, last yes. month. I was shortlisted for launch of the year. That's amazing by the British Society of Magazine Editors, which was fantastic. So that was a bit like you know the Oscars of the magazine yeah. world, and so just to be there to That's be shortlisted yourself, isn't oh, it? Oh, that was amazing. And a good note to people: enter awards, yeah, do. enter competitions, yes, spread that net wide because you never know who's going to go. You just never know. Your work looks good. Let's let's put a star on that. I mean, know? I was up against. Uh, launch new launches from GQ magazine, wow, um, the Week uh, magazine, 
so, and then the me mm-hmm. and so, so just to be there really was a real honour um, but yeah so next year I guess you know, capitalise on you know this year and, mm-hmm. and the growth it's had the print issue um, I'm in talks currently to have a, on about distributing that so nationally and internationally Brilliant. and over in the States so that's quite exciting very exciting yeah Oh, well, good luck with it all. Thank, Thank you. you so much for joining me for the podcast. Would you like it's to tell people where they pleasure. can find the homeworker online? There's a Facebook group, isn't there? And there if you'd is. like them to find you on social media, tell us how we can all find out about you and the homeworker. Absolutely. Magazine. So, um, online on the web, the website is uh, www.thehomeworker.com. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a Facebook group and a Facebook page. So, I think if you just search, the Homeworker magazine um, that should Brilliant. come up, um, and then on Instagram we are at the Homeworker Mag, which is where I do quite a few bits and pieces on there too. Fantastic, yeah. Louise! Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. You can find Freelance Feels online at www.freelancefeels.com and on Instagram and Twitter at freelance underscore feels. Please do share and rate the podcast if you've enjoyed it. Thank you.